Hey, guess what? It's Christmas! With your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Hello and Merry Christmas from the Making Cafe podcast, the show that reimagines the history of professional wrestling and shines some light on some major missed opportunities. And welcome to our first ever Christmas bonus booking. This one's for you guys, basically. 2021 has been a successful year for Making Cafe. We've experienced ridiculous growth as a podcast, and it's literally all thanks to you folks for hitting that download button on all the fantasy bookings we put out. Whether you've listened to one episode or over 60, this is us saying thank you for being part of our community and supporting the show. And to express our thanks, we're going to be rebooking a character that often places in the top 10 weirdest gimmicks or top 10 worst gimmicks lists, and that is WWF's Santa Claus. My name is Bryce, Dylan's here too. Merry Christmas, Dylan. How are you? Happy Christmas, Bryce. What, what did you get me? That's what you, Surely you've got to open the present to find out. Yeah. Well, you don't just get the present and say, what is it? You gotta open it up. Okay. I'll open it up right now. Okay. That's fucking great improv. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. Bryce Sykes. It's some anthrax right directly in my face. Thank you, Bryce. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Bryce. It's what you've always wanted, right? <laughs> I know you too well. It's delicious. You didn't get me anything, so. <laughs> that's, not, that's not true. I got you a signed photograph of your favorite wrestler, John Bradshaw Layfield. Yay! It's not signed by him, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's signed by you. <laughs> it's just a photo you printed out, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say who it was signed by. <laughs> it is signed. Are you excited for making KPB's first ever festive rebooking? I am indeed. I'm very, very excited. I um. I know about this gimmick the same way that you described it. It's it's always on one of those like the top tens. Yeah. Yeah. Could you believe this shitty gimmick, dude? <laughs> kind of thing. And I'm like, oh wow, evil Santa Claus goes. It goes hand in hand with evil dentist, doesn't it? It's very. Yeah, like, exactly. It, oh, it actually does. But you know, we'll we'll come to that in a bit. We will come to that. Yes. But... <laughs> so it's it's very WWE in the mid '90s. Yeah, it's, it's very just, uh, you know, second job kind of thing. You know, like, uh, you know, everyone's like a, got a job yeah. gimmick, right? Someone's yeah. Santa, someone's a dentist. Keith Lee's a fucking doctor, you know, yes. all, all the rest, you know, so. Yes, I'm very familiar with that. So I'm very excited to hear that in the spirit of, because that was always a kind of a fun kind of time in the WWE, you know? It wasn't yeah. as serious as Attitude Era, so it was a, it was a fun joke. It was a laugh. Time. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of a laugh. Yeah. And so... You know, I, I imagine today's rebooking is going to be, you know, a little bit of fun for everybody on Christmas. So I'm very excited with this. That's it. This is our present to you guys. And uh, yeah, like there's no um. So this is obviously a surprise episode. So there's no fan comments today. So you know, let's just uh, should we just ride on right through to our catch up on all things Santa Claus? Let's do it. So. Santa Claus, a very infamous gimmick in WWF history, which was also very short-lived, just like the real Santa, who only works one day a year. And the character was portrayed by a fella called Jonathan Reckner, who went on to play a much more famous character in ECW called... 
Balls Mahoney. Balls Mahoney, you're goddamn or right. Boo Bradley. Was he Boo Bradley? Boo, 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 he was Boo Bradley, you're yeah, right. Yeah, I found this out as well when I was doing my research. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, Balls Mahoney, he appeared in both the classic version of ECW and the WWE version. And yeah, it was pretty much uh, pretty, pretty damn over, but very much like a fan favourite all the time, yeah. which I guess can't really be said for the Santa Claus gimmick. <laughs> but... Santa Claus, right? So Santa Claus was a gimmick that was dreamed up by, get this, the two Vinces, McMahon and Russo, in the fall of the year 1995. And according to Balls Mahoney, Vince McMahon had always wanted to do this character for a long time, which in my opinion means that this is clearly the reason that Vince McMahon followed in his father's footsteps. He just had to book a gimmick based on Santa Claus, right? Book, book a Santa Claus gimmick and get a golden egg. Yeah, and you know what? Mission accomplished. Listen, he's done it. He achieved his goal in 2021. So, yeah, well, well done, Vince. Let me tell you this. Whenever you were like, can you believe that the evil Santa Claus was the brainchild of both <laughs> the crazy Vinces in professional wrestling? Everybody was like, yep, that's about right. Yep, pretty much on the money there, right? Correct. Anyway, so Santa Claus made his first appearance on the December 17th, 1995 at In Your House Seasons Beatings. Which, by the way, <laughs> incredible fucking name. Not even taking a piss. I love that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seasons beatings. That's fantastic, isn't it? They're really firing on all cylinders over there at that time. Weren't really they? firing on cylinders. Great, great player words. But yeah, d- during the show, Savio Vega comes out with the actual Santa Claus. You know, the real Santa Claus, oh, yeah. and starts giving out like hats and t-shirts and jackets and basically like all kinds of merchandise to the fans at ringside. And then Ted DiBiase's music hits and. He gets in the ring and asks Savio and Santa to join him in the ring and he talks all about how ridiculous it is that kids around the world believe in Santa and does a big promo about it. But then he says, well, if you believe in Santa Claus, believe this. And then in the biggest twist since Scrooge turning babyface, Santa Claus attacks Savio Vega with his sack. Yes, his empty present sack. Santa and Ted DiBiase start stomping away on Savio Vega as the crowd boo. And then DiBiase says, everyone's got a price for the million dollar man, even Santa Claus himself. As Vince McMahon screams in the background, no, say it ain't so. Fucking surreal, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally surreal watching this. And the segment doesn't end there either, because like as Santa and DiBiase are walking back up the ramp, Savio Vega's not done yet. He comes back for more and... Santa's beard falls down, revealing Balls Mahoney underneath with a kind of um, a buzz cut, dark hair, five o'clock shadow kind of thing. And now Vince McMahon says, I knew it wasn't the real Santa Claus. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Santa and DBS, he kicks Savio's ass again, and now the segment ends. And we roll on to the 19th of December 1995 edition of Monday Night Raw, where Santa makes his official in-ring debut which is also his final match, facing a jobber named Scott Taylor, a.k.a. I don't know who that is. Scotty Tuhari. I'm only joking, it's Scotty Tuhari. <laughs> you got me there. You had me going there for a second. Yeah. He he also is no longer with the WWE. That's true. He left, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't fired, though. They liked him, and they're like, and he's like, well, I'm still going to leave. And they're like, oh, man, but we fired all those other guys just for you. Yeah, he, he wormed his way over it somehow. Yeah. yeah, there we go. There's those Dead, jokes. But- I saw he put like a cryptic tweet as well on a little while back saying he's got like a, a list that he wants to do. He wants to wrestle in the UK and Australia and be on TV yeah. and stuff like that. So that'd be cool. See, see yeah. how kind of like Scotty T. Hotty come back. Did you see him hanging out with uh, TNA original Rikishi? 
<laughs> no, I did not. No. <laughs> so maybe we're gonna see another reunion of Too Cool. Oh, nice. That'd, that'd be, be good, pretty, yeah. that, If they came to the UK, I'm like, that that'd be pretty sweet, actually. I'd I go see that. Yeah. I thought they hated each other. Well, no, you're thinking of two other people. <laughs> well, no, because like Rikishi's Hall of Fame speech, he didn't he didn't mention Too Cool at all. Um, like didn't mention Scotty to Hoya, Grandmaster Sexy, just totally kind of um, uh, ignored it basically, and that's apparently that pissed Scotty off. And to be honest, it would because Too Cool were like yeah. a major part of why Rikishi made it big in the WWF. But I mean, they put him on the map, man. Uh, they put him on the map exactly. It was then, it but, was Too Cool, and it was Rikishi putting his ass in people's face. That's it, and then running over Stone Cold for the Rock. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. That that's another episode, anyway. So. <laughs> He faced uh, Scotty Too Hotty, and they made, not a main event of Raw, but I mean on Raw. Um, and he's he's dressed in black and red because black is evil, of course. And during the match, we get treated to a little picture-in-picture segment of Ted DiBiase cutting a promo where he refers to this man as Santa Claus, the newest member of his million-dollar corporation. And he's announced his hailing from the South Pole too. And we learn that he's actually Santa's evil brother, which I love because it's just so horrendously gimmicky. And like Santa Claus won this match with a camel clutch, uh, very Christmassy, which technically makes him undefeated in the, in the WWF. So at least there's that. Mm. And that's the catch up. Um, yeah. long, it's a long one today. <laughs> that's it. I mean, he, he appeared twice. It's quite a short catch up, baby. Literally, he, he literally had, he was in the WWF for two fucking days. And. As far as I can tell, Santa Claus was never mentioned again on WWF television after his victory over Scotty Too Hotty. And a little-known fact, which I found out during my research, he did make one more wrestling appearance in 2012 for an event called FTW Summer of Sin, where he faced Aldo Montoya, a.k.a. Just Incredible. Just incredible. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, he's, so... fight, he's fighting all the legends. Oh, all the legends, exactly. All, all the kind of mid-90s legends. But... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, as far as uh, WWF goes, he was gone. Um, Santa got the sack pretty quick, am I right? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, well, but yeah. That, that's the thing about like a Santa Claus base gimmick, is that it's got a bit of a shelf life, right? Mm. In, in December, he's all over the show. Easy, that's perfect. But then like that kind of gimmick doesn't really play in like you know june <laughs> yeah you're, you're you're absolutely right and uh you know and, I reckon, of... and you know what the wwe are like with a short attention span by the time the next year rolled around they probably just forgot about it that's it that's it exactly it's a very short shelf life or elf life you might say but i mean oh boy yeah, you've got, got all, all the christmas puns you've today dude. Puns. Like, just fucking, it's, it's christmas it is it's christmas and christmas. Like, christmas is time for some wonderful puns well yeah because you open your crackers your, your yeah. christmas cracker, and then you go the shitty puns and jokes right Oh, they're not shitty. These are great jokes. Oh, they're, they're great, but they're shitty. You know, they're, oh. they're, they're, they're shitty in a great way. Uh, okay, well, let's go with yeah. that. Yeah, Let's go with that. But yeah, yeah so in, in real life, right, um, get this. So, Balls Mahoney, he apparently got super drunk backstage. Um, and, but... <laughs> I can believe it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. But how this all turned out. So, Vince Russo told on him basically you oh, know grasped him up to management because Vince Russo was like um yeah he's a snitch and like I think he was like the magazine at the time and he was doing a little bit of booking but he kind of grasped him up to management so Santa Claus he hears about this right he calls up the WWF office demands to speak with Vince Russo somehow he gets through to Vince McMahon and then starts cussing out to Vince McMahon his boss which apparently is what led him to earning the nickname Balls 
So yeah, but also also got him fired. So yeah, but uh, come on, man, that's bullshit on Russo's part. You know what they say? Yeah, snitches get stitches. Snitches get stitches, and instead he got a very high-paying booking position. But hey, yeah, and and then he went on to ruin WCW and TNA. Yeah, that's it, pretty much. Uh, class, classic Russo, what's he like? But it's classic uh, Russo, yeah. At least it, it led to the creation of Booker Russo, right? So you know yes. we got something out of that. But yeah, he got he got fired, and that makes me sad. So you know, not not only does it make me sad, but it also makes me wonder: what if Santa Claus lasted longer than two days in the WWF? You know, what if he was a a regular character for a little bit longer? You know, maybe three days, maybe four days. So. Let's just go ahead and see what we can come up with here as I fantasy book Zanza Claus. Merry Christmas, everyone. All right, so as we know, Santa Claus only made two appearances in the WWF, wrestling a grand total of one match, so obviously we're picking up the rebooking from there. I didn't have too many errors to choose from this time around, so... Zanta attacked Savio Vega at season's beatings, so of course, that's the obvious feud to slot him into right off the bat. Once again, by the way, season's beatings, A-plus pay-per-view name. But yeah, to be honest, we're not going to be taking this particular feud too far because I've got other plans for Santa Claus. So, first off, we're on the 19th of December, 1985 Raw, and it's the match we spoke about earlier, Santa Claus versus Scott Taylor, and... I don't know where else I was going to fit this into the rebooking, so I'm going to say it now, but Santa Claus beats Scott Taylor, not with the camel clutch, because if you're steering into a fucking Santa gimmick, you don't just give him a finisher that makes no sense in the world. You've got to at least try to give him a finisher that makes that kind of matches the character, right? So straight up, he doesn't finish with the camel clutch. He finishes with the atomic drop, because like with that move, you're sitting on Santa's lap, right? That's pretty good. There you go. So we'll good. call it yeah, we'll call it Xanta's Atomic Workshop or something, right? Um so That's... yeah. <laughs> Did that get better or worse? Ah, uh, let's keep going. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm, I'm glad I got that out of the way, because that, that's one wrong I wanted to write ASAP. There there was no time to waste. So he's a finisher finishers the atomic drop because Santa. So that makes sense. Anyway. Post-match, Ted DiBiase gets into the ring and tells everyone how awesome this his evil Santa is. And he drops a few facts about Santa Claus, like how after Santa delivers presents to nice kids, Santa comes in and swaps the presents with Cole. DiBiase also talks about how Santa Claus employs massive Christmas creatures to help him in the South Pole, rather than Santa's mini-elves, and how instead of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer... It has Billy, the blue-nosed buffalo. So, but then, appearing at the top of the ramp is a forklift. And it slowly drives down the ramp, being extra careful to not run over any of the camera crew. But it's not the forklift that people are focusing on. It's a gigantic wrapped present that the forklift seems to be carrying. Like, it's a big green present, like, wrapped in a bow and everything. And anyway... The forklift reaches the ring, and the ring crew literally have to remove the ropes to get it in the ring, but it's cool, it's 1985 Monday Night Raw, we've got the time. So the present is now in the ring, and DiBiase and Claus are all like, you know, WTF, mate. DiBiase walks up to the present with a microphone and has a look at the giant label on the present, which says, To Ted DiBiase, Merry Christmas, from the Million Dollar Corporation. Oh, it's for me. 
It's from my boys. I was and really course, hoping it would be from the Iron Sheik. From the Iron Sheik. <laughs> Fuck the Ted DiBiase. <laughs> <laughs> that joke's only funny for me and you. <laughs> but he, but, but he, remember he did the combo clutch you were saying? Did he actually say that? Didn't you, didn't you say that? Oh, uh, of course. No, he yeah, he yeah, used to do the combo clutch. And That's then right. he's managed by Ted DiBiase. It's all, it's a conspiracy. It's all making it's, sense. It's, it's all leading up to an Iron Sheik uh, versus Santa Claus match, let me tell you. Not really. But yeah, Million Dollar Corporation obviously was Ted DiBiase's faction in 1995. Around this time, it had Tatanka, Psycho Sid, and the 1 2 3 kid in its ranks. But we're not going to see any of them because as Ted DiBiase is reading the nice label on the parcel, a fist bursts through the present and punches him right in the eye. And then two hands grip the side of the hole that's been made, and you know, out comes Savio fucking Vega with a kendo stick painted like a candy cane. And as DiBiase sells his eye, Savio Vega wails on Santa Claus with the minty red and white stick, sending the evil Saint Nick, or should I say Saint Dick, tumbling out of the ring. And then he hits Ted DiBiase with his finisher, the Caribbean kick, which causes both DiBiase and Santa to retreat back up the ramp. Savio Vega glares Santa in the eyes and challenges him to a match next week on the 25th of December edition of Monday Night Raw. So that's right. That's Christmas, you're right. You, you deduced that well. Savio is going to be fighting Xanta on Christmas Day. And is there a bigger match in the history of wrestling? S- no. Savio Vega versus Balls Mahoney is a main event in any country, let me tell you. So they had to go to work on Christmas Day. That's the only day Xanta works. That's true. But I'm like, what about the rest of Raw? <laughs> Motherfuckers. Fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah. I, I won't. I won't do it. There's too many people. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. It's a lot to get around. But yeah. So, it, some of them are dead. <laughs> so, yeah. Most of them, to be fair. <laughs> that era. <laughs> oh god we shouldn't laugh but anyway i mean yeah it's not really a funny thing but yeah still <laughs> it's christmas um but anyway so 25th of december raw rolls around and we learned that there's a special stipulation added to the Savio vega versus santa claus match it's going to be a miracle on 34th street fight a classic pun that's been used many times in WWE since, but since this is 1995, I can totally claim that this is, this is an original concept because it hasn't happened yet, right? right? So, regardless, Savio Vega and Santa Claus fight, and there's a lot of Christmas-themed weaponry. You know, Santa might throw a, a lump of coal in Savio's eyes, blinding him. Maybe Savio will bring Savio will bring out his famous candy cane kindle stick and whack Santa with it. There'll be another giant present, this time, like, full of weapons. Maybe instead of thumbtacks, there's M&Ms. I don't know, man. Like, you could do a lot with this match. However, in the end, Savio Vega hits Evil Santa with the Caribbean kick, pinning them to the mat, one, two, three, to the absolute disgust of Ted DiBiase. Segment ends there, and everyone goes on to have a very happy Christmas. And that finishes off the Savio Vega feud, so... Everyone loves Savio Vega, but we don't need him in the story for anything else other than being the catalyst for setting something else up, which I'll go into right now. So next week, it's the 1st of January edition of Monday Night Raw, and honestly, Santa Claus, he looks a little worse for wear. You know, he's still got the wounds from last week, first off, but also his eyes look tired, his posture's a lot worse, it's almost like he's slowly breaking down, and... He's meeting with Ted DiBiase backstage and he straight up tells Ted DiBiase that, seriously, he's, he's got to go. Um, in fact, he must go because Santa Claus hasn't been this far away from the South Pole for this stretch of time. Uh, I mean, Christmas was a whole seven days ago. He's not meant to be here. 
You know how in Ricky Morty you've got the Mr. Meeseeks who can't stay alive for too long because it literally becomes painful to them. Yes. Uh, you know, existence is pain to Meeseeks. So, yeah, kind of like that, but, you know, in an evil Santa Claus kind of way. So, uh-huh. that makes Santa's, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, that's the that best way to explain it. So, Santa says to Ted DiBiase, you know, thanks for all the fun and I'll see you next Christmas. But Ted DiBiase, he's having none of this, not one ounce of it. He disagrees and he says to Santa, I paid good money to buy you out, Santa. You aren't going anywhere until the million-dollar man says so. And Santa's all like, but seriously, I really need to go. Which prompts DiBiase to bring in Psycho Sid, Tatanka, and the one 2 3 kid as they beat up Santa Claus. They kick the shit out of him in the locker room, and Santa fights valiantly, but it's no use. He's overpowered by the huge men and X-Pac. And we, we cut away <laughs> we cut away to watch some of 1995 Raw's finest, and then later in the show, we see that Ted DiBiase has Santa Claus in a cage backstage. Backstage in a cage. And Santa Claus is literally behind bars, and Ted DiBiase is keeping him hostage. Being under my employment isn't optional, Santa. You took my money, you signed my contract, you're mine. And then he does his evil laugh, because he's evil, Ted DiBiase. So. He is evil. He's, he's evil, man. Yeah, he's a million dollar man. Yeah. yeah. Everyone has a price. Yeah. Anybody who has a million dollars is evil. Mm. The fact. That's how it works. Except Tony Khan. Mm. And Billy Corgan, who we're trying to oh, get. Oh, yes. Out. Billy Corgan. You're, you're, Billy you're Cor- right. Don't yeah. he's, he's not evil. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, Billy Corgan, if you give some of your millions to us. Exactly. You'll be a very nice man. Yes. Then you'll be less. You'll have less millions and therefore less evil. That's it. So. Over the next couple of weeks, we see segments of Santa Claus in his cage being fed milk and cookies by Ted DiBiase so that he doesn't starve to death. And now we're trying to garner sympathy for an evil Santa Claus. Crazy, right? But, you know, we ain't done yet. So on January 21st, Ted DiBiase forces Santa Claus to compete at the 1996 Royal Rumble. He promises Santa that if he wins the Rumble and goes on to win the WWF Championship at WrestleMania, Ted DiBiase will accept his championship as a trade for Santa Claus being released from his employ. So, fair trade. You know, he can get released from the cage, he can go to the South Pole, everything's all good. So, Santa Claus enters the Rumble, and there are times where he actually works together with Xavier Vega, but in the end, he doesn't win the Rumble. I mean, we'll give him a good run of 10 minutes or so inside the ring, give him some fun spots, but... Towards the end of the Rumble, he gets eliminated by, oh, I'll just choose some of the random here, King Mabel. And anyway, so as soon as Xanta's eliminated, he's picked up by the Million Dollar Corporation and dragged to the back. And we're now in late January. It's the 22nd of January Raw, and Santa Claus is looking very worse for wear now. Like, there's patches in his hair, there's chunks of his beard missing, his eyes are dark and lifeless, and yeah, he's being kept kept hostage, basically. So, and that night, Ted DiBiase is cutting a promo about the Royal Rumble and how none of his guys won it, when suddenly, he's interrupted by a very, very large character. And the character is something like seven foot tall, he wears a dark green jumpsuit with red and white arms and legs, sort of like a candy cane or, you know, sort of like Savu Vega's candlestick. And he wears a mask and also he's covered in tinsel and he's just looking, he's looking menacing AF. And upon seeing him, Jerry Lawler, one half of tonight's commentary team shouts, that's the Christmas creature. He wrestles for the USWA. Oh my God. 
Now, the Christmas creature, for, for those who don't know, was yeah. a gimmick played all the way back in 1992 by a man called Glenn Jacobs, more yes. popularly known as Mayor Glenn Jacobs, um, but also was Kane. And he literally had two matches against Jerry Lawler in the USWA in Memphis, which, to be fair, is twice as many matches as Santa Claus had. And uh, honestly, man, he looked fucking ridiculous, but... I love it so much. Like, I genuinely love it so much. Like, you know, he, he was called the Christmas creature, and boy, did he lean into that gimmick. I mean, like, listeners, like, go and Google Christmas creature. It's the first thing that comes up. You know, just Google, Google Christmas creature, and you'll see exactly what I mean. He looks great. Anyway, the Christmas creature towers over Ted DiBiase in the ring, and in a very low, very deep, very growly voice, the Christmas creature tells T- Dead DiBiase in broken mute English that the South Pole needs Santa Claus back to commence work on ruining Christmas 1996. And Ted DiBiase rejects, so the Christmas creature grabs him by the neck, which prompts Psycho Sid to run down the ring and confront him. And the two damn near seven-footers stand face-to-face in the ring, and of course they come to blows. They're firing rights and lefts at each other, and it's looking like the Christmas creature is getting the upper hand. But oh no, Ted DiBiase chop blocks his knee, taking the big man down. DiBiase instead, they beat up the Christmas creature, leaving him for dead in the ring. Santa Claus's chance for freedom has failed. He's still a hostage, and now one of his creatures got beat up too. So things are not going great for evil Santa. And next week on January 29th, there's a plea from Santa Claus for somebody to help him. He's there behind bars claiming that he's been fed nothing but milk and cookies for weeks and it's driving him insane. He needs help. He needs to be freed. He needs to return to the South Pole. Otherwise, he'll fade away. But before he ends his promo, he looks the camera directly in the eye and said, Creature, you know what to do. And Ted DiBiase is all like, what the hell was that? And shuts the camera off, ending any hope of Santa Claus relaying any more messages to his apparent creature. And next week, Monday Night Raw, February 5th, we see Ted DiBiase still holding Santa Claus in his cage, but Santa Claus seems strangely confident. And Ted DiBiase is trying to get a rise out of him, trying to wind him up, trying to piss him off, but Santa Claus isn't letting him. Um, you know, However much Ted DiBiase pokes a bear, Santa just stares straight ahead with a smirk on his face, and you know he knows something that Ted DiBiase doesn't, and that's pissing the million-dollar man off. And as a retort to this, Ted DiBiase withholds the milk and cookies for a while. If Xanta's up to something, the prick will just have to starve, right? And then we're on the February 12th edition of Monday Night Raw, the night where shit goes down. Because on this episode of Raw, the show is going to open with a familiar figure in the ring. It's a Christmas creature. And he's just standing there menacingly, looking up the entrance ramp, completely still, you know, freaky, like kind of like a statue, just waiting and... Of course, we all know what he's waiting for, and he's going to get it. So the entrance music of Ted DiBiase hits, and out he walks with his million-dollar corporation. And they're laughing all the way down to the ring, too. I mean, is this what Santa Claus had up his sleeve last week? You know, the freaking Christmas creature? Psycho Sid has already dispatched this Grinch wannabe previously, so I guess he's just going to have to do it again. Ted DiBiase leads his faction into the ring and they all circle around the Christmas creature who doesn't move an inch. You know, maybe he's just trying to show that he's not scared of the million dollar corporation. He refuses to even look them in the eye. And anyway, the wrenches music fades and DiBiase is asking the creature what his plan is here. You know, is he fixing for another ass kicking? Because that's what he's going to get. But the creature still doesn't move. 
he still doesn't acknowledge DiBiase or his crew. DiBiase keeps talking, but the creature keeps ignoring. Psycho Sid gets so pissed off that this idiot is ignoring his boss, so he pushes the Christmas creature's shoulder, and the Christmas creature falls to the mat like a statue. Uh-oh. A video plays in the entrance ramp. It's the it's the luscious, pristine dressing room of the Million Dollar Corporation. We pan over to the cage and we see Santa Claus, but we see him outside the cage. And the Christmas creature is standing next to him. They look down at the camera and smile. The Million Dollar Corporation have been had. And they don't have much time to react, though, because almost immediately after the pre-recorded video ends, Santa Claus and the Christmas creature are in the ring, armed with candy cane kendo sticks. They smack the Million Dollar Corporation around and clear the ring with their minty, minty sticks as the crowd go wild. <laughs> Santa Claus gets on the mic and he says, Thanks to Savio Vega for lending us this equipment tonight. DiBiase, you kept me in a cage for weeks. I should be back at the South Pole now, but you know what? I've had to endure waiting so long. What's one more week, right? I've got one good week left in me because I want to kick your ass so bad, DiBiase. At In Your House, Rage in the Cage, I'm putting you on the naughty list. It'll be you, your caveman cycle said, versus me and my Christmas creature. See you on Sunday, Teddy. And there we have it. Big tag match at In Your House 6, which happens to be on February 18th, which is also my birthday. So, you know, it's uh, Ted DiBiase and Psycho Sid versus Santa Claus and the Christmas Creature. And boy, won't that be an excellent match. But in the end, we're going to have Santa Claus hitting Ted DiBiase with his patented atomic drop to get the one, two, three. And after the match, Santa Claus is going to cut a promo to the live fans. And he's going to say, boy, that sure did feel good. That really scratched the itch, if you know what I mean. And now, I guess I'm done here, but... You know, I thought I was truly evil. One of the most evil creatures on the planet. But then I met Ted DiBiase. And I mean, holy hell. That miscreant has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. And honestly, being in his captive made me feel really, really unclean. So I'm going to change my ways. I've made peace with Salvio Vega. And I feel like I'm on my way to making peace with you guys too. So thank you to the fans who supported me despite having every reason not to. You have my love forever. I appreciate every last one of you. I'm going now, but you can bet your ass that I'll see you next Christmas. And then he and the Christmas creature ride off into the night on Billy the Blue Nose Buffalo, presumably. They return to the South Pole and live happily ever after. Now that Santa Claus is no longer Santa Claus's evil brother, he's just his brother. And hey, maybe every maybe every December, Santa Claus will come out and have a brief run. You know, get into a, a brief story with somebody, have some fun matches, and just generally be a, a bit of much-needed comic relief in wrestling. So that is the story of Santa Claus. Well, you you, you put an awful lot of uh, of thought into the evil Santa Claus. You can make more thought I than, really did. More thought than I, I, I wager everybody listening to this show. Everybody ever, to be honest, probably. <laughs> exactly. But once again, because we're incredible at what we do, mm. you've delivered a pretty good story. You know, it all makes sense. Your story beats are, you know, Ted DiBiase comes out and is a jerk, but then he gets his comeuppance, right? Yeah. Classic. It all makes yeah. sense. You find a good use for Savio Vega. That's a that's a plus. <laughs> Everybody likes Savio Vega. And you got the Christmas creature in there. You really hit yeah. them, like every single. But then also like the fact 
I did like the idea of him, like, you know, I have to get back to the North Pole, otherwise I get sick or something. I don't know. Yeah. And, um, South Pole. Well, he, well, he's evil. Wait, where is Santa? That's it, because Santa's at North Pole. North Pole. And Santa oh, is evil, so okay, he's South Pole, right? Pole. Yes, okay, yes. He's the correct. opposite of Santa. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, he was, he was, he got so sick, he forgot where he was from. That's what yeah, that was. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, something like that. He, got, he was very sick. Yeah. But I like that kind of angle. And then, of course, it puts over how evil Ted DiBiase is by holding them, ca- literally holding them captive. In a cage, yeah. In a cage, yeah. You know, because WWE's got a shit ton of shark cage just knocking about it, so, you know. But this is a Christmas cage. Christmas cage, which is a shark cage with, like, yeah. a piece of holly on it. And so, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the same, but it's painted green. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So... I think, you know, everybody was like, how's Bryce going to do this? And once again, you delivered an excellent storyline about Thank somebody you. that nobody thought you were going to be able to do it about. And you did it. And well, you know what, dude? Like, fucking, uh, you know me. I love a blank slate. Um, Santa Claus is basically the ultimate blank slate. So, yep. you know, it's, you can do, you can just be creative with it and just, like, come up with all these cool things where you don't have to actually rely on history that much because he wasn't doing much. It's kind of like the ECW Zombie, you know? Like, he had one match, and it's like, you know, there's there's a blank slate there. You can just have fun with it, you know? And, like, that's what I like doing. So that's kind of why we um why I chose Santa Claus. And just, uh, yeah, it's why I, I fucking had a lot of fun writing this as well. This is all all came together really quickly and um yeah it was a bloody um bloody good time writing it yeah yeah you nailed it and it was a lot of like a lot of good fun you know what i mean yeah. that's what it was it was just some good good old good old christmas fun you know so that's it there you go happy oh, christmas oh, oh in the spirit of christmas yeah happy christmas man happy christmas yeah. to you. happy christmas to balls mahoney and his family although you that's know that's it oh wait yeah but Oops. yeah yeah his family anyway so you don't you you know like the sentiments there you know what i mean that's it yeah you, you know what i mean but yeah that was a uh, that was Santa Claus, but I mean, now it's time to you know do 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 um do do something else here because no, I don't think it's... so. I think it's uh, well, every, it's, it's going to Christmas. Oh, it's Christmas, and that's the end of the show. Happy Christmas, everybody. Good night. It's that's... time for a special edition of Keith Ruth and Bola, which I have cleverly called Christmas Dumbola. Oh my God! What the heck? I didn't expect this. Oh boy, oh, it's Christmas Day. I'm going to go downstairs and un- unwrap all of my presents that are underneath the Christmas tree. Let me just unwrap the presents. <laughs> What's... Oh my god, what is this? My... I-, I got the greatest gift of all. Love. But beside that, I got the second greatest gift of all. A subscription to the Making Cape Wave podcast on Patreon. This is amazing. But if only somebody could explain some of the unique and wonderful perks to me as I'm enjoying the warmth and wonderfulness of this subscription-based gift. Well, Don, I'm so glad you said that because we've got the Making Cafe Patreon page live right now, which has so many bookings on there. None of which are festive, but I mean some great rebookings on there involving ones on, oh, I don't know, head cheese or, you know, or let me, let, let me hit you with this. Is, head cheese is festive because you eat cheese on, on Christmas and everybody and you, at Christmas has heads. Yes, you're absolutely right. Everyone has heads. I mean, you've got you've got that. You've got Yoshihiro Hero Tajiri in there. You've got Walter in there. You've got Brock Lesnar in there. You've got oh god, who else? You've got Luna Vachon in there, like which is a really great rebook and it's very oh, underrated. Yeah. And it's Christmas time, folks. And uh, if you want to treat yourself to a few more making cafe rebookings for a very very low price of five pounds or seven US dollars, then you know what? Patreon.com/forward/slash/making cafe. 
tell Santa to put it on his list and he can, he can get that for you maybe. I don't know. I don't know how it all works um, with the Patreon. I don't know if Santa has the internet. But I mean, yeah. Anyway, go to patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe to, yeah, check check us out and then uh, support support us and what we do, basically, you know? Yeah, it's the season of giving. So if you guys feel like giving a little bit and being very festive and seasonal, feel free to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. It's amazing. Like Bryce said, we've got plenty of rebookings. This is the greatest gift I've ever gotten, except for my N64. But this, I guess, is second best. Oh, also the love. The love. Was I was going to say the too. love. Yeah, that's that the greatest gift ever. And now it's like third place. What happened there? I got Pokemon one year. So, like, all right, Pokemon and then the N64. And then oh, maybe whoa, whoa. love. Pokemon, Pokemon like, Stadium, Stadium Arcade? Or are you talking so like. No, the uh... first. Okay, well, I got red and. I got blue one year. So that's number right. one. And then one year I got uh, Crystal. So that's. Nice. I think. Crystal was really good, so that's like joint number one. Yeah. And then the N64 is two, and then um, Love, I guess, is the Patreon, folks. And then the Patreon page. And then the Patreon page. It's really good. You should check it out, everybody. Patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. It's 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 the greatest gift of all time, except for Pokemon. And love. Of the N64. (laughs) Etc. Etc. But if you can't have those things. And you have access to the internet. Check out our Patreon page. You're going to love it. Happy Christmas. Patreon.com forward slash making cafe, folks. Happy Christmas. But hey, it's time for Christmas Tombola. And if you've not listened to Making Cafe before, what, what a weird what a weird <laughs> fucking episode start on. Let me tell you that for starters. But... <laughs> I'm going to welcome this to the Santa Claus one. Straight into Santa Claus, yeah. <laughs> Kurt Angle, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, CM Punk, I don't... I don't want any of this shit. <laughs> Santa Claus, sign me up. That's where I'm at, yeah. (laughs) But anyway, just in case that has happened, here are the rules. So, in front of me, I have four festive-based wrestlers and four festive-based scenarios, numbered one to four and lettered A to D. And Dylan here will give me a random number letter selection, which is also festive, and you have 60 seconds or more to pick whatever scenario he has picked. And... Uh, Dylan, you'll be delighted to know that I have dreamed up these symbols myself this week uh, yes. because this is a surprise episode. So I think you're going to have a lot of fun here. I, I worked really hard on these. So, you know, let's. Um, our, our listeners have their festivities to get on with. You know, they've got to open the love presents, their, their Patreon uh, presents, their, um, you know, their Pokemon presents. So without further ado, Dylan, give me your most festive number and letter combination. I'm going to give you the most festive letter co- number combination of all 1D. 1D, 1D, 1D. Okay, nice one, nice one. So, you're going to like what you got here. I'm not going to lie to you. You're going to enjoy this. Did I get Pokemon again? Mm -mm, Mm-mm, mm-mm. Definitely not, but do do you want to know who you could have had? Yeah. So, you could have had the Christmas Spirit Squad. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't get them. (laughs) Oh, no. You didn't get them. You you Uh... could have got... Keith Jubilee. Oh, okay, because I was like Jubilee, like the X Man. Jubilee, no, yeah, like the fucking X Man, exactly that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jubilee. She shoots she, she fire forks out of her fingers. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You didn't get him. <laughs> what a shame. You could have got, and I'm, I'm glad you didn't get. You could have got Bronze Snowman. Oh, we brought another one back. That's an- put that on the counter. That's, that's another Bronze Strowman pun. That's it. Not not to be confused with the abominable snowman, of course. He's drawn bronze different. snowman. He's an actual snowman. He's dressed yeah. in white and like he's he's got the snowman outfit. Yeah, exactly. Um, very different. Very different. But do you know who you did get? Bronze Strowman again. 
Yeah, no, he didn't. Okay. Dylan, you got Samoa Mistletoe. Okay. <laughs> because Mistletoe, Mistletoe. I get it. You get it? Yeah. yeah. And worked hard on his jokes, goddammit. He didn't work that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know what you, the situations you could have had? <laughs> okay. Because it gets better. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's hear it. So you could have had Samoa Mistletoe uh, misunderstands the rules of a snowball fight and starts hurdling jaggy rocks at his fellow superstars. That's how you do it. You didn't get that. That's how you have a snowball fight. And that's how you do it. St- you, you put, you put the rocks in the snow snowballs and then you throw yeah. the snowballs and then hit yeah, that's how I do it. That's how you say exactly. So yeah. don't need to rebook that one. That's just that just happens. So um you didn't get that. You chose D, right, not B. Yes. D. So you could have got Samoa Missile Joe. Gives presents to every member of the roster, but flies into a blind rage whenever somebody doesn't give him a present back. Okay. I like that. You didn't get that. You could have got Samoa Missile Joe. Loses a tooth and puts it under their pillow the night before Christmas, which leads to a Tooth Fairy versus Santa Claus match, which Samoa Joe officiates. I could do that one. I could totally do that one. Well, you didn't get that one. I'll so. do that one later. Fuck you, alright? So, I'll, yeah. I'll do that one off mic for the benefit of me and Bryce. <laughs> Exclusive bonus content. But you want to know what you did get? Yes. You're going to fucking love this, so. Am I? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's find out. So, <laughs> you got. Samoa Missile Joe hires their own group of Christmas elves who follow him around all the time. One of the elves is eight foot tall and cannot stop eating gingerbread. Okay. That's that's it. Um, one is eight foot Do you want that again? Do you want that again? Yeah, I'm writing this down. So yeah, give it, give it to me again. So Samoa Missile Joe. Don't, don't forget to call him Samoa Missile Joe for the entire thing. Uh, he hires his own group of Christmas elves who follow them, follows them around all the time. And one of the elves is eight foot tall and cannot stop eating gingerbread. Okay. Yep. Can't stop. Can't stop. Addicted Can't stop. Addicted, addicted to the gingerbread. Addicted to the shindig. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we <laughs> got the, the same, we're in the same uh, wavelength. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it. Alright, you ready to go? Yeah, fuck it, why not? But it's Christmas time. Well, let me get my Christmas timer up. Uh, two wee seconds. Uh, yes, it's a, it's it's we're going on Christmas time this 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 episode, so it might not be sixty seconds exactly because you know Christmas time is a little bit different from regular. Time. It converse differently exactly. So I mean, we'll, we'll kind of see how this goes. But all right, Dylan, you've got sixty Christmas seconds to tell me all about how Samoa Missile Joe hires their own group of Christmas elves who follow him around all the time. One of the elves is eight foot tall and cannot stop eating gingerbread. So I'm going to count you down okay. in three, two, one. Book it. So Vince McMahon talks to his good friend Vince Russo. Um, you know what happens when those two cats get together? <laughs> it's Christmas o'clock, baby. And they have the idea of having another Christmas-based wrestler. So they say, let's make Samoa Joe into Samoa Missile Joe. And Samoa Joe's <laughs> like, ah, I don't like this. And the, Vince, the Vinces are like, shut the fuck up. You're getting paid for this, right? <laughs> we're we're going to go somewhere else? I don't think so. They don't know what AEW is. So uh, they're like, you got to have some elves because that's what Missile Joe would do. And... He's like, what? <laughs> and the Vince is like, don't argue with me. So, <laughs> Samoa Missile Joe goes and has to get his own posse together full of elves because that's Christmas and stuff. So he gets all the regular, like, you know, Super, super Porky and Hornswoggle yes. on all the classics, right? But then he's like, fuck, I need, a, I need a last guy. I don't know who else to get. 
So he goes down to the gingerbread shop where we all know all <laughs> the elves are, and he sees Omos, yeah, AJ Styles' partner, and he's eight foot tall and he's eating gingerbread. And Samoa Missile Joe is like, "Fuck it, I'll have to get this guy. He's, you know, I've got nobody else. He's eating gingerbread. That's festive. You're in." And Omos <laughs> is like, "What?" So then they're all together. So it's Samoa Missile Joe and then all the little elves and then one giant big elf and. They're all sat down at Christmas dinner one time, and then Samoa Mr. Joe's like, you guys ready for turkey? And then he looks over at um, almost, and he's eating gingerbread, and Samoa Mr. Joe is like, son of a bitch, you're gonna, <laughs> don't eat all the gingerbread before the turkey? No, you're not gonna finish your Christmas meal. And almost is like, I'm sorry, boss. And then he look, <laughs> then he looks into the camera and like shrugs, and then it does like a little circle fade out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And then it says "Happy Holidays" across the thing, and then the credits roll. <laughs> how long was that? How long was that? It's a fucking like. Da, 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 yeah. da. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I nailed it. Oh boy, that was fucking brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Love how you just like turned this booking idea into basically a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> they, all, I always end up like turning them into like my own like. Right, but, uh, you know, I'm going to work on this it, idea. It doesn't matter what situation you get, is that you're making your own enemy. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> that, was fucking, that was the most festive K-15 ball I've ever heard. Exactly. Well, tis, tis the season. Tis the season to be jolly. I need gingerbread. So, exactly. You know. And turkey. And, and turkey. Gingerbread and turkey. What if you put gingerbread inside the turkey? Would that be? Would that, what about a gingerbread turkey sandwich? Oh, my goodness. Tasty. What like, about... Could, Bread. You put turkey yeah. inside the sandwich, yeah. What about gingerbread man, but also there's turkey inside the gingerbread man? Gingerbread turkeys. Gingerbread turkey man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're we're going to talk this off air. We've got... Um, for ideas, man. I've got, 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 you guys have just got... Here, yeah, but. exactly. You guys have just got loads of free ideas from us. Yeah. And that's not... We're not even scratching the surface. We got pl- we're keeping a lot more to ourselves. By the time this episode goes up, those ideas are patented anyway, so you're all fucking yeah. screwed. Yeah, so you guys are Don't, don't steal our ideas. Yeah. Nobody steal our gingerbread turkey man idea, because that's ours. That's it. Yeah, no one else gets to take that. It's all ours, so... Yes. Um, that was a good Christmas Nabola. Um, yeah. Yeah, thanks for that. Everyone, let's wrap. Let's wrap this show up like we wrap our presents. That's a, there we go. That's a pun. There we go. Well, okay, Fabers, that was our Christmas bonus booking, and once again, thanks for listening to our show. Ho ho! There's no way we could do it without you, and there's no um, there's no teases for next week's episode because well, this is Saturday, and the next episode is on Tuesday, and you know it already, so. If you aren't yet, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Making Kayfabe. A festive five-star review on whatever platform you listen to us on will go a long way for us and it's a perfect Christmas present for us, to be honest with you guys. Five-star review. Or, you know, of course, you can uh, you know subscribe to our Patreon page, which is live at patreon.com forward slash Making Kayfabe. Five pound or seven US dollars for hours and hours of exclusive Making Kayfabe content, love and Pokemon. Yeah. Dylan, have you got anything to add to our wonderful listeners this Christmas? We want to say thank you very much for listening to us and supporting us all year. It was our pleasure to deliver this extra bonus Christmas episode to you guys. And rest assured that the coming year is going to be even more packed full of crazy rebookings and awesome shenanigans just for you sexy, awesome people. So if you thought this was good, we'll see what we have lined up for you next Christmas. It's going to be a hell of a year. And we want to say thank you very much for listening and supporting us. We love you guys. You're the best.
That's uh, that's exactly it. You couldn't have said it, couldn't have said it any better myself. And uh, yeah, folks, just one more time from the from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for all your support in 2021. Wherever you are, we wish you and your families peace, good health, and happy times. Have a great Christmas, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Happy Christmas.